Well, is lazy money still a concern in 2024's higher interest rate landscape? In this episode, we're going to explore the question and examine how the recent rise in interest rate affects the money sitting in savings accounts, CDs, and other conservative investments. We're also going to discuss the new dynamics of managing your funds in a world where traditional savings methods are seeing better returns now. Are these options now a viable part of a savvy investment strategy, or are there still better ways to make your money work harder for you? That's coming up on the Retirement Pathfinder. In order to retire successfully, you'll need vision. You'll also need a plan to execute that vision. Welcome to Retirement Pathfinder with Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky. On today's show, we'll give you the tools you need to navigate unique challenges you'll face in retirement. It's time to chart your financial future. Retirement Pathfinder starts now. Welcome in. Glad to have you. Ben George with Phil Gusky and Barbara Lane, retirement income planning specialist at Pathfinder Wealth Management. Good to talk to you both. How are you today? Doing well and happy new year to you, Ben. Yes. Happy new year to all of our great listeners. Yes. Very, very good. It's the first time we've spoken in 2024. Off to a good start and we're kicking off the year and what better way to do that than with a farm update? Well, yes. Uh, <laughs> well, this was going to be the year, Ben, um, <laughs> but unfortunately it was another bolo year in the tree stand. Now, now uh -huh. our, our veterans will know what BOLO stands for. It's a military term that if you can't hit the target on the rifle range, you get a below minimal score. So <laughs> I scored a BOLO. And um, so I had plenty of opportunities to get out there on the tree stand until it got really cold. And I choose to sit back in the house and with a warm cup of coffee and kind of bypass the cold weather. But by contrast, my son, Philip, got out there as often as he could. In fact, uh, this last weekend, he was out there in, in minus 10 degree weather with 18 uh, inches of snow on the ground, and he got himself a nice buck. Wow. He had to drag that buck about a half a mile, by the way. Wow. Uh, back to the back to the car, but uh, on this farm that he was on. So it was, uh, it was for the younger people, obviously. But, um, yeah. you know, here's a lesson learned. You know, successful hunters are willing to do those things that the unsuccessful mm -hmm. hunters don't do. And isn't that true of everything else in life, Barb? Yes, absolutely. Yep. Got to work hard at it. You got to work hard. And so uh, I've got nobody to blame but myself. I'll take responsibility. But, uh, you know, the it's like they say, you know, the more often you fish, the more fish you'll catch. So <laughs> that's what it is. That's the update on the farm report, Ben. Nothing good to report from my side. <laughs> so did he go to that one farm where the, 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 uh, the head... And a lot of deer. Yeah, yeah. He went out to he our goes. friend's farm. Who has, he's got about 1,500 acres. And uh, in fact, they had so many deer out there this year, they have to call the DNR in to uh, eliminate some of the herd because oh, wow. uh, they are being affected yeah. by this uh, CWD, chronic, chronic wasting disease um, syndrome. And, uh, you know, so they you can have too many deer out there and that will spread more quickly. And that's what they want to try to prevent. Glad for him that he traveled and got one. You know? I am. I'm glad he did too. Yeah, it would have yeah. been a long ride home. Yep. Your day is coming, Phil. There's there's no question about it. We're gonna, <laughs> oh, we're, gonna we're gonna celebrate yeah. that day when it happens. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, very good. We're glad to have you on the podcast here as we start 2024. Again, if you have any questions for Barbara and Phil, the best best thing to do is to schedule a meeting at pathfinderchat.com. Again, pathfinderchat.com. We'll take you there to the schedule. You'll be able to pick a time that works for you and off you'll go. Now, today's conversation is all about lazy money, this idea of, uh, you know, with interest rates being higher, you know, maybe you're getting more out of these savings accounts that you weren't 
through two, three, four years ago. So we want to talk about whether or not this is still maybe a good investment strategy or there are still ways to, to get more out of your money than that lazy money typically provides. So let's jump into it. Yeah, let's uh, first explain what we're typically talking about when we use the term lazy money. And I don't really care to use that term very much, Ben, because it sounds very derogatory because it, it kind of implies that the investor is being lazy, <laughs> uh, you know, by parking their money and, and not doing much research for better returns. But what lazy money really signifies is higher than normal rates paid on fixed investment accounts or fixed uh, accounts like U.S. Treasuries or CDs, money markets and savings accounts. Uh, indeed, you know, lately it's it's been easy to pick off the higher rates of return on those low-hanging branches in the financial sector. And our clients have been coming to us lately, I would say within the last, what, four to six months, Barb, to talk about uh, can we get better interest rates on the on the money market portions of the investments? Yeah, I would say that, well, interest rates really didn't start to really ramp up until maybe, what, six, eight months ago I would say in so. the industry. Yep. So, but over the last two years, rates have surged up to as high as five and a half percent or even higher. So now this is very unusual because we're coming off of about 13 years where rates paid around a half percent or so. Uh, so what happened and are today's interest rates truly greater than previous years? And to answer that, you know, we need to do a little review of history. But uh, in March of 2020, the WHO, the World Health Organization, declared a global health emergency on COVID. We all heard about that. We were all part of it. And during that, in the following months, politicians and cities across the United States began to uh, declare forced quarantine rules and stay-at-home policies. And what happens, it shuttered 700,000 small businesses. Yeah. Now, many of those never came back, right? But 700,000 small businesses were affected. There were 3 million laid-off workers during that period of time. Unemployment surged to 14.7%. And we saw what the economic disaster was that followed. Well, of course, our government was right on the stick, right? Uh, they took extreme measures to help businesses and workers by paying out nearly a trillion dollars through uh, what we call the CARES Act and the PPP, which stood for Personal Payment Plan, and its successor, the COVID Response Relief Act in 2020. So they issued, uh, in the form of outright grants, almost a trillion dollars of non-repayable loans. It was incredible how much money was flowing out there. So all of a sudden, uh, the government printing presses started up the uh, and went on uh, uh, fast mode and uh, printed more money, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but during this cycle of payment, supply chains for basic com consumables like uh, you know household goods and toilet paper and things of that nature, they just really bogged down. In fact, we had some really bad delays at seaports where we had ships that were out there in the harbor that were sitting there for months at a time. And that really drove up prices to astronomical levels. As an example, uh, part of the problem was that most of our products come, were coming in from overseas during that period of time. Walmart, 70 to 80% of their products that they sell in their stores are made in China. Yeah, I and, do believe that. Yeah, 70 to 80%. It's incredible. Well, due to this high influx of cash flow, we call it M2, where the government measures new money being issued and circulated, and the low availability of products and services, inflation increased by 8% in 2022. That's up from 3.3% in 2021, 1.23% in 2020. In 2018, it was only 0.63%, yeah. some of the lowest inflation rates that we've ever had. Well, in February of 2022, the Fed realized that they were, would be forced. All of a sudden, they woke up. Somebody woke up uh, at the switch and decided, well, gosh, we got to 
uh, stem this particular uh, eventual inflation crisis that we're creating by inst- introducing what they call a tight money policy. So the increase in W-2 or M-2 or money supply had gone up, listen to this, 26% within a year's period of time. That's more mm-hmm. than the previous eight years combined in terms of increased money supply. So that particular money supply was stopped on a dime and it was reversed. But by then the damage had been done and the drop in the money supply was so steep and sudden that we hadn't seen it drop that greatly since 1959, a sheer 10% drop Hmm. starting in February, 2022, 10% drop. So we went up by 26% dropped by 10% just like that. Well, to accommodate and put the brakes on inflation, they also began to raise the interest rates. They had to do that. And they want to try to accomplish two things. The first is that with higher interest rates, businesses and consumers are less likely to borrow and spend. And that's part of the strategy behind what the Fed is trying to do. Uh, They don't want people to go out there and buy and spend. They want to really curtail the amount of spending going on in the economy. The second thing it does is that the inflation-adjusted or actual rate can be maintained on fixed-rate investments, and I'll explain that in a little bit. But the open market committee at the Fed chose to keep rates high, and they have done that recently. In fact, the prime rate right now is 8.5%, and the three-month T-bill rate is still at 5.45%. So those rates are still high. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to get the uh, inflation rate down to to about 2.5% before they start lowering rates, Barb. Hey there, just a quick break from the podcast for a moment to tell you how Barb and Phil are assisting clients every day in the office with some effective tax savings opportunities under the latest Secure Act 2.0 legislation. If you want to find out how much you could save, give them a call and schedule a free 15-minute initial consultation. Call 815-399-9806 or go to pathfinderchat.com. That's pathfinderchat.com and schedule your visit with just a few clicks. We'll also put the contact info in this episode's show notes. Now, back to the show. Now, now that we reviewed, you know, what's going on, the question still is, you know, are we really experiencing better returns because we've got higher interest rates on fixed rate investments? So here's the bottom line. Since interest rates are pegged to inflation, the real return or the inflation-adjusted inflation return is, is about 5.45% on a T-bill. Uh, excuse me, the, the 5.45% rate of return on a, on a T-bill being adjusted for inflation gives us only 1.55%. Yeah. And it's because the Consumer Price Index, as published by the Bureau of Labor Statistics last week, said that inflation is still 3.9% over the last 12 months, 3.9%. So if you subtract... That 3.9% from 5.45, you come up with a 1.55. Sure. So the returns look good, but its purchasing ability is so minimal that it's impossible to keep up with the goods and services over the long term. And so bear in mind that what a financial disaster this is for those that are on fixed income and retirement. The cost of goods and services are still up 19%, Barb, and they're not they're not rolling back. They're going to stay at 90%. 19% or higher, okay? They won't recede. And so those people on the, the fixed incomes and retirement, they're suffering. Yet they still think that the temporary 1.55% inflation-adjusted lazy money account will help when in fact it it won't. Right. So Barb, how do you help people who have so much of this lazy money, but they hesitate to make any changes? 
Yeah, well, a good question. You know, what I would say, uh, it, there's a few things to consider. So let me give you uh, four, four bullet points, if you will. Okay. The first is the Fed is expected to decrease interest rates about three times this year in 2024. That would be the first cut since rates were at rock bottom in the early days of the pandemic. We're seeing this actually right now with uh, our, through our investments with the companies that uh, we work with. So take that into account when you're putting money in CDs and savings accounts and money market accounts. And secondly, if you're risk averse due to the 2008 market downturn, you can find investments that limit downside risk with growth potential. So again, I'll, I'll, I'll say that again, with growth potential. With growth potential, right. And you, you know, reach out to us at pathfinderchat.com and Phil or I would be happy to have a 15-minute call in and talk about these alternatives. It's too much to discuss in this particular episode. Uh, and number three, when I meet with clients and they have a considerable amount of money in uh, their checking or savings accounts, we discuss what they're comfortable with keeping in there. You know, are there any short-term needs in the next one to three years? And if not, most of the time they understand that it makes more sense to look at alternatives for that lazy money. And fourth and uh, most important, you can invest in the stock market conservatively. When you know what the expectations are for the good markets and bad markets, in other words, what's the worst you could expect and what's the best you could expect? Which, by the way, for our listeners, when you're working with a financial advisor, uh, that should, that information should be given to you. You know, what's the what are the worst five years? What are the best five years? And that helps people feel comfortable with making a decision to invest some of their lazy money. Uh, you can have a conservative portfolio in the stock market constructed with both U.S. and international equities and short-term high-quality fixed income and allocated according to your own personal risk tolerance. Investing doesn't have to be complicated. We always say, Phil, own equities, diversify, and rebalance. It can be simple. Yep. Yep. The main reason that people need to invest their money is two things, to stay ahead of inflation, and secondly, once you get to retirement, to provide that income needed for your retirement years. Yeah, Barb, I, I would uh, say that you know the, most people are really afraid of what they call the market risk of investments out there. Stock market's going up, stock market's going down, getting caught at the wrong time in, in the down cycles, that kind of thing. But really what we have to tell people is that um, the biggest problem with lazy money accounts is what we call inflation risk and purchasing power risk. And they are always present because we always have inflation. And so that's the thing that they have to do. And this leads me back to my uh, continuous mantra that companies are not countries, meaning regardless of how much fiddling the government is doing with easy money policy, tight money policy, the CARES Act, whatever it is, and it Quite, quite frankly, I believe that the government has both created the problem that we have and also are attempting to solve the problem that we have. We have to understand that the free market environment will continue to grow the great companies that give us the goods and services we need. You know, it wasn't that those companies uh, basically went out of business because they weren't producing good products and services. What was the problem? The government shut down the economy, basically, is what happened here. So, not only will the government shut down the economy, but now they're trying to get the thing going back again. And so one of the things that we have to understand is that the profits are derived from owning shares in these great companies. There's a built-in hedge against inflation if you own equities. And equities are the only thing you can buy that are going that's going to really keep you ahead of inflation, not fixed investments. You want some proof? Here's a simple example. Ten years ago, an item costing $10,000 at that time today will cost 12562 and that's with uh, annual inflation built in. What does this also mean? It also means that 10000 today uh, really is worth only about $7,960. Yeah, it's lost its value. 
However, a well-diversified stock and fixed portfolio would be worth, now listen to this, Ben, 19,671, 19,671 over that 10-year period of time. Now, if you adjust that for inflation, it adjusts down to a mere 15,659. Still 50% increase. Yeah, yeah, 50% increase. So I know that, you know, it's it's hard to try to wrap your head around all these numbers, but I and I understand that. But just to answer this one thing, would you rather have $7,900 in your savings account or $15,000 after inflation in that same bank account? Right. You know, I think, too, when it comes to higher interest rates, it was like with Social Security a couple of years ago, and, and uh, some people were excited about their Social Security increase. But basically, it's being put into your left pocket and being pay- taken back out uh, and, and from your right because of uh, goods and services costs. Oh, yeah. In fact, uh, we all thought we were getting a big raise and we got that 8% uh, Social Security increase. Okay. But really, after you adjusted for inflation, it isn't any better than it was in previous years in terms of purchasing power, correct? Right. And, you know, I think the biggest thing, too, throughout this whole podcast, Bill, is that what people have to remember, yes, there's a reason to invest in equities, but higher interest rates, if they want to call them higher interest rates right now, because they are, they're due to higher inflation. That's right. the only reason we have them. So there does need to be a happy medium for bank accounts and, and you know, uh, bank instruments. Uh, what that is, well, maybe it's supposed to be around 3 or 4%, but when interest rates were 1%, our inflation rate was 2%. You know the stock market is unpredictable, but did you know that that volatility can wreak havoc on your retirement savings if you're not prepared? Don't leave your future to chance. Let Pathfinder Wealth Management help you navigate these turbulent waters. With over 70 years of combined experience and a fiduciary responsibility since 1996, they have the expertise to guide you through market ups and downs. Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky are dedicated to educating clients and empowering you to make informed decisions. To get in touch, book a 15-minute chat with them today by visiting pathfinderchat.com and take control of your retirement plan. Don't let market volatility derail your future. Visit pathfinderchat.com or visit the link in the description of today's show. Well, you know, the other thing that we, we point out to people too is this, that companies are making money hand over fist and they always have. And uh, I had a client the other day that came in and said, gosh, you know, look at what the accounts have done. You know, if you average it together the last three or four years, you know, we're not really knocking it out of the park as far as, uh, uh, you know, the the total return on those accounts are concerned. I said, well, listen, I said, I don't care what's really happening on a daily basis with the stock market. Let me show you what's going on in your account. And I pointed out to that gentleman that he had made $215,000 in dividends the last three years. Dividends and interest. Dividends and interest, $215,000. I said, here's your powerhouse. This is what's going on. You're taking those dividends and your dollar cost averaging, you're buying more shares. And so now you've got more shares, 25% more shares in your account than you did when you started. I said, those particular shares of, of stock that you hold, those are your money machines going on there. We don't really care. We do care if the market goes up or down. Sure. But not to the extent that you can receive profits on an ongoing basis, regardless of what's going on in the market, because of why? Because of return on investment. Those dividends are actually a share of the profits that you get as a shareholder. And that's what we want people to focus on is that if you buy good companies and uh, those companies are making money and they're paying out those profits to you and I as shareholders, uh, you really are going to stay ahead of inflation. And that's that's the bottom line. You know, even when the markets are down, you still have the same amount of shares. You do. So, and it's, uh, or like you said, you accumulate more through the interest and in, in dividends. 
But people have to look at more than just your capital gains. You have to look at capital gains and dividend dividends and your interest to know what your true return is. You do. And so, you know, our advice to our clients is don't be deceived by lazy money. And the, you know, basically the uh, very appealing percentage that you're seeing out there. I mean, yeah, and a lot of those particular CDs are going to come down in interest rate real rates real quick because, you know, the, the Fed is not going to keep the interest rates up there very high for very long. Once they get down to their uh, uh, their target uh, numbers as far as inflation is concerned, like you say, what, they're planning to do it three times? They're going to lower three times? That's the that, plan. That's, that's the, the plan. That's the talk, let's say. That's the talk. They're going to meet eight times during the year. Uh, hopefully, they'll lower it down. But, uh, no, the whole idea here is that you need to be where you can outpace inflation regardless of whether the market is up or down, whether we have tight money, whether we have loose money. You've got to be in equities. That's the only place that you can secure your profits long term. Yeah, lazy money is, is definitely a conversation to be had and it's really good perspective on whether or not it makes sense to have that money uh, invested in certain places. But you always want to have a plan for your investments and your, your overall financial goals. So if you have questions about investing or anything within your financial plan and any goals you might have for retirement, please don't hesitate to get in touch with Barbara and Phil. You can do that by logging on. Pathfinderchat.com is the website, pathfinderchat.com. Be able to schedule a meeting with Barbara and Phil right there through the site. Again, pathfinderchat.com. Well, some very interesting conversation to start the year. Looking forward to 2024 with both of you. And we'll have another episode coming soon. So we'll talk to you then. All right. Thanks All for right. joining us. Thanks. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.